Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon. Today, I'm talking with Courtney Elmer. And well, Courtney, thank you for spending some time with me today. Michael, of course. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for all that we have to talk about. We got a lot to dig into. We really do. Yeah, yeah. So hang on, buckle your seatbelts, because this is going to be a fast, wild ride all around, well, podcasting and, and getting your voice out into the into the world and gaining clients with it because uh, Courtney is uh, a founder of Effortless Life. She's the host of a top ranked podcast, and today we're we are going to talk about how to create a binge worthy podcast. I can't wait. So, um, Courtney, let's do that. Let's 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 jump off the high dive, take a dive in the deep end, and tell me how in the world did you get doing this, Michael? You know it's funny because I never saw myself doing this. In a million years, like podcasting was not the thing I got into business to do. And as I sit here having this conversation with you today, and I could look back over the past 35 years of my life and say, of course I would be doing this. Yeah. And the reason why is because when I was a little girl, I was that outspoken, sassy firstborn. Mm-hmm. And I was just not afraid to let my opinion show, you know, and I was always telling people what I thought. And my mom was always trying to just get the love of God in me and say, that's not how you talk to people, Courtney. We got to be respectful. We got to learn respect and to be courteous. You can't just walk around telling people what you think and why they're wrong. Like, we just don't do that. <laughs> and so one of her favorite things to say to me was, Courtney, your mouth is what gets you in trouble. Go to your room. And I would just take it, you know, and I would just, you know, didn't really do anything with that, that advice. And finally, one day I was about nine years old and I was mouthing off about something, standing in the kitchen. She's set the sink washing dishes and she turns and looks at me and she just had this look of despair on her face. Like, Courtney, yeah. your mouth, go to your room. And for whatever reason that day, Michael, I began to internalize that message, that message that maybe my voice wasn't important. Maybe what I had to say didn't matter as much as I thought it did. And the next 20 plus years of my life became a battle of how much of the real Courtney do I reveal to others? Wow. Because if I show who I really am, then that might mean that they will reject me. Mm-hmm. They might laugh at me. They might punish me for being who I really am. So I began to fit myself into these boxes that other people presented to me, shaping Courtney into whoever they wanted me to be. Yeah. Thinking that that was the secret to being heard, to being valued, to being loved. Until one day when I was 25 years old, two days after our honeymoon, sitting in the doctor's office for a follow-up visit for a random sinus infection that I had that landed me in bed right before the wedding. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, I just can't wait for this wedding to be over. So much stress. You know, my immune system is probably shot. I'm sitting there in the doctor's office and the doctor walks in and she sits down and looks at me and she said, Courtney, I know this is not the news that you're expecting to hear today, but you have thyroid cancer. Hmm. She said, the good news, it's very treatable. We see it all the time. It's very common. She said, the bad news is, well, first of all, you're the youngest patient I've ever had to diagnose with this. And yours has started to spread. So we need to do surgery and treat this as soon as possible. And I remember sitting there, Michael, just like 
gripping my brand new husband's hand thinking in sickness and in health, this is not exactly how I expected this to go. Okay. This is not it. This is not it. (laughs) And fast forward, went through surgery, went through treatment, but something else she said to me that day in that doctor's office was the risk of this surgery, Courtney, that it is my duty and, and responsibility to inform you of is that if anything goes wrong in that OR and things don't go exactly according to plan, your vocal cords could be severed. You might never be able to speak again. The irony was not lost on me. For someone who chose not to use her voice for all those years was suddenly terrified of losing it. Yeah. And so this was 10 years ago at this point. And from that moment forward, I made some really big changes in my life. Started my business, started my journey, you know, started off as a coach. Just I had gone through this incredible experience. I wanted to help others achieve a similar transformation in their life. And what I didn't realize was, well, that wasn't very marketable, super vague. You know, (laughs) my business was Courtney Elmer coaching. Like, first of all, nobody knows who Courtney Elmer is. What do you coach on? Who is Courtney Elmer? Yeah. So it took me a good, like, gosh, six, seven years in business before I really dialed in what I do, what my Mm -hmm. deeper purpose is, who I'm here to serve. And it all goes back to the voice and to the responsibility that we have as entrepreneurs to use it to create positive change. Podcasting is a great vehicle for doing that. Writing a book is a great vehicle for doing that. Doesn't matter what vehicle you choose, but use it. And that's who I am, what I do and why I do it. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. Thanks for being so transparent uh, to, to connect with people because we've all had those moments uh, whether it's whether it's cancer, whether it's mom looking at us and saying, go to your room or, or what it is to say, I just I just did a LinkedIn live today and it was about the crossroads we face in life. We've all we all hit them. What do you do? Right. And, and all that. And, and you've hit multiple crossroads and you help entrepreneurs really get across that road by amplifying their voice, their message through podcasting and you do it in a very specific way to help them eliminate a lot of the myths and mistakes and barriers that are out there. Is that, is that fair? Yes. Very fair. Okay. Let's talk, let's just dive in because my audience knows I love podcasting, right? And, and you do too, but let's talk to that entrepreneur who's thought about, yeah, but I'm not, I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to do it or what's the benefit of it. Talk about some of those struggles that the entrepreneur is having and, and help them start getting a vision for that future where they are making an impact in other people's lives through this platform. Yeah. You know, Michael, it's so common. And I, I come across people every day who are true experts in their field, but the world doesn't know it. Right. And they're out there trying to make ends meet, trying to make sure their team is paid, maybe taking a little bit of money home for themselves, here to make an impact, here to make a difference. The money doesn't drive me, but I want to make a difference. And ah, that was me. That was me for so long. And about four years into my business, I was stuck. I reached a plateau where I had tapped out my warm audience. I didn't have a budget for ads, but nobody knew me beyond that. So how was I going to get across that bridge and figure out a way to get in front of more people without having to line Mark Zuckerberg's pockets? That's right. I won't go there. <laughs> right. But at the time in my life, I was a new mom. My son was about 18 months old. He was home with me, not in daycare by choice. 
You know, I had built my business to have that flexibility and gosh darn it, I was going to die on that hill, <laughs> even <laughs> if it was going to kill me first, because that was a hard season working in the nap time nooks and crannies of the day. Yeah. And when I had 30 minutes to work and that 30 minutes came and went creating a piece of social media content that I would post and maybe, maybe get two likes, four spam comments and zero DMs from people saying, hey, how can I work with you? Right. I knew something had to change. And at that time, you know, the only hands-free time that I had in a day was to strap him into his stroller, give him a bunch of snacks. We'd go for walks in our neighborhood and I'd listen to podcasts because yes. I was like, gosh, tell me the secrets. How do I get in front of more people? How do I make my name known? Not so much from an ego perspective, but just because like, look, we know we got to get in front of people if we want to make any kind of impact or any kind of right. difference, right? That's right. just part of it. And one day it clicked for me. And I had been listening to all these things that these experts were telling me to do, but I wasn't actually paying any attention to what they were doing, mm. which was podcasting. Right. And as I started to look at their business and their marketing through that lens, I very quickly saw that, well, wait a minute, their podcast is now the hub of all the content that they create. Because I could see on social media, it was repurposed clips from their podcast, a one minute video, and then it made you want to go listen to that episode or their email content stemmed from the podcast episode that week, or their blog content was coming from the podcast. And I thought, that's smart. That's leverage. And that's something that I don't have in my business right now. Mm -hmm. So after about nine months of overthinking whether or not to do it and, you know, <laughs> how much time is this going to take? And what if I run out of things to talk about? Because that would be embarrassing. Hello, I'm supposed to be building my credibility here. Not like, yeah. you know, twiddling my thumbs like, hey, guys, I don't really know what to tell you today, but I got to get an episode out there. Right. There was all of that. And I finally just drew my line in the sand. And I'm like, look, I'm going to do this because the thing that drives me is to create deeper connection with my community. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wanted that connection. And I wasn't getting that from social media. So I launched my podcast and very quickly we hit the charts. We had over 65 five-star reviews come in within like the first week. It's like, Sweet. okay, too shabby. Maybe this thing will work for me yeah. after all. And I started having people reaching out, asking me, how did you do that? How did you do that? And of course that turned into a program. And now that is our company. That is what we do. But you know, Michael, when I think about that person right now, who is that unheard expert, the person who feels like they've just got so much to share with the world but that nobody is paying attention. Yeah. We really only have a few avenues available to us for getting our message out. And if we were gonna break it down really roughly here, it's long form content and it's short form content. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard this, but I recently heard that someone now has to spend upwards of seven hours with you before they're ready to make a buying decision, before they trust you enough to say, hey, yeah, I think you are the perfect person to help me overcome this problem that I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. That's real easy with the book, right? They can sit down and read your book, right. but that takes a lot of TikTok videos, it does. a lot of Instagram reels for someone to consume with you, to spend in your world before they trust you enough to buy from you. So no wonder short form content doesn't convert like we hope it would. Right. So Sounds, same with, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, sound, yeah, sound bites don't do it. Right. It really is diving deep. And everybody says, well, no, but we don't have the attention spans we do anymore. I'm like, I disagree. You know, if I, if I want to go buy a new car for my wife, I'm going to dive deep into all the websites, all the literature, all the everything about that car before I buy it. 
because I'm highly interested. Same thing here with podcasting, binging it over and over. A hundred percent. Yeah. And look, people are not laying around on the sofa at night or in their bed, scrolling Instagram to learn something. Right. They're scrolling Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn or wherever you, you know, enjoy looking at social media to check out, to be yeah. entertained, right? to be distracted. Yeah. But where are people going to learn? Yeah. Podcasts. Yes. And this, you know, when, when, when we think about what, and that's ex look, what, exactly what I was doing, right? I wasn't looking to Instagram or TikTok didn't even exist at the that time in my business, but I wasn't looking at short form content to learn how to grow my business. I was going deep on that topic, listening to people talk about it at length. Yes. Because I wanted to know. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the last time I went to a conference that was a one hour conference, right? Right. <laughs> And we just go there like day or two or five because we want to immerse. And I mean, it's funny because when I when I saw the topic we were going to be talking about, binge worthy, I thought, oh, binge. How many people do you say, well, I binge that on Netflix or I binge that. And, and I binge podcasts. It just dawned on me that I have about six podcasts on my phone. They're my favorites. And a lot of times I will subscribe to a new podcast and I'll just go back to the very beginning. It might be five years old and I'll just start from the beginning. I'll just binge it for the next month or two or three or four or five. And I'm spending those those 14 hours or seven hours. I'm getting to know them, like them, trust them. Oh, I don't, where, where have these people been all my life? Because there are, but all right, so let's, let's take this down a little bit. Obviously, podcasting is a great platform, right? You've got, you're, you're an expert talking to my audience, right? You're an expert. You, how do you, how do they get started though? Cause this, this whole thing is so complex for those who are outside you. And I know it's like, you know, not rocket science, but you, you need to a show up with some great content and let people just hear you. Is, is that fair? What, 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 how do you help business owners take that first second step? Yeah. So, you know what, Michael, one of the biggest problems in the podcasting industry right now is that most people are teaching the technical aspects and the logistical aspects of podcasting. Buy the highest quality mic you can afford, plug it in, give your best stuff away inside your episodes, get your episodes published, don't miss a week, make sure you share it with social media, make sure you get it out to your email list. And as long as you're publishing your best content without fail every week, people are gonna find it, they'll share it, they'll come, your podcast will grow. <laughs> I hear you laughing because it's like, yeah. well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because most people get into podcasting, most of them quit by episode six. 100%. Because that's not exactly how it works. Right. And what's so fascinating about this is if you think about it this way, if Netflix were to create the most bingeable show that you've ever seen, I mean, I know one of them recently was the show You. And it was about mm -hmm. this serial killer and like people got really into it. You know, or look at Stranger Things. But if Netflix never went out there and talked about Stranger Things, talked about why you should listen or why you might like this show because of other shows that you watched, you would never be on your radar. You would never know how good that content is. Right. Or taking it out of the, the media industry altogether. What if you opened a bakery? You know, you went downtown, you released some space and you knew you had the best baked goods in the world. And you spent all night baking those baked goods. They'd be fresh that morning that you flipped that sign to open and you you've opened the door and, and said, OK, people here, we got the best baked goods in the world. But nobody came in to buy because you never went out and actually told them you have the best baked goods in the world. And this is the biggest mistake that so many podcasters make when they get into podcasting is not going into it with the right strategy mm -hmm. for their content. Preach it, girl. Preach it. Well, look. 
I can have the best content in the world, but if I am not communicating to my listener why it's worth their time to listen, right. they're not going to listen. So as podcast hosts, it's not our job to create good content. You're an expert. You know your content is going to be good. It's more about how good you are at selling that content to your listeners. Yeah. And we do this through something I call the five content gatekeepers. Okay. Because these are the steps on the listener journey that if they don't get through, it's kind of like you have a bucket with a leaky hole mm -hmm. and they're going to fall out of your world. And they're never going to hear that amazing content because they have to go through all five of these gates before they decide whether or not they want to hit play. Mm -hmm. And my background's in psychology. So I'm always fascinated by, okay, how do we think as humans? Mm -hmm. What are our behaviors? I mean, we know that we don't make decisions based on logic, right? You know, your potential listeners not scrolling their podcast feed going, oh my gosh, that is the most beautiful cover art I've ever seen. I want to listen to this show. Yeah. But unconsciously, they are consuming that. Right. And we don't have time to go into all five gatekeepers today, but one of them, the first is your cover art. Mm. It's the very first thing your listener sees. Mm -hmm. Very quickly followed by that in the next split second would be your title. Let's just look at cover art for a moment. If you were to take a screenshot of the top 10 covers, top 10 podcasts in, mm -hmm. let's say, the marketing category, you would notice that most of them follow a similar pattern, whether they realize it or not. They're packed with bright, bold, warm colors. We see a mm. lot of hot pinks, oranges, yellows, reds. And we see some deeper colors like blacks and navies. Now, Amy Porterfield rotates in that top 10 every week, every week. She's got one of the top marketing podcasts of all time. But if you notice Amy's cover art up against all these other cover arts that more or less look the same, Amy did the opposite. Amy has a light gray background. She's wearing like a light blue colored shirt. The only warm color we see is a tiny little yellow square behind her name. Hmm. And what does it do? It draws your eye. Yep. And that's the first step. We have to know how do we command attention? It's not through the content that you teach. We have to communicate and it's nonverbal. It's unconscious. Mm -hmm. And this means tapping into our listener psychology and knowing how do we position ourselves, both from an expert perspective, but also from a very unconscious psychological one to, in this case, draw your listener's eye to your show over the other shows they could listen to. Right. Now that that's that's huge because it's it's from the very beginning of separating yourself from everybody else, putting yourself on that top platform. So so you draw people into you, and then they'll be engaged and they'll start listening, and that's where the content's really important. But but it's it's even more than just content. It's how are you showing up there? Are are they going to connect with you? Because I've I've listened to a few podcasts that probably have phenomenal content. I just can't stand the host. And so, so, you know, so you've got to, you've got to connect and that's okay. Cause in marketing, you attract ideal people and you repel people. Totally, totally cool with that. How, how do you, how do you do that? Right. And so business owners have to get over the star factor and, and be yourself because that's who I'm going to connect with. That's how I'm going to build trust with you is just, I, I, you know, I like Courtney. I just, she, she just laid back. She, she talks like me. I like that. That's going to cause me to, to, 
listen to that next episode and the next and hit the follow button. And is, is that what yeah, you find? hundred percent. That really is the secret, Michael, to creating binge worthy content. Mm. What is a binge factor? What is binge mean? Right. It, it, it means that you are so hooked by what you're watching, what you're listening to, who you're watching, that you can't help but keep going. And yeah, yeah, we can talk about story loops and opening loops and closing loops and a lot of different strategies that you can get into when you're actually delivering your content. But it, but we'd have to have a whole nother podcast oh. episode about that. You know, I mean, because the, the process starts from the moment that they see you. Yeah. What's that first impression? And it's so, so important. And this carries on because the next step is going to be, well, if they're curious enough, then they're going to look at the title. And if that is not clear, or if that doesn't immediately show them what problem that you help them solve, mm -hmm. well, they're going to go find someone else that does that better job at that than you. Right. And this is what breaks my heart is that we have so many podcast hosts. I mean, look, since 2020, we have had so many new podcasts come on the scene. But today, at the time of this recording, three years from, from 2020, looking back at 2020, we have no more podcasts than we had in 2020 because the churn is so high. Yeah. People are quitting, but it's just simply because they don't have these strategies dialed in. They don't have this foundation. True, 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 true. And they also look at podcasting as a quick fix, right? Yes. And one of my marketing principles is consistency over time. Right? I've been podcast podcasting, I don't know, three years, something like that. I mean, just really consistently. And you build the following, you get all that stuff. But you, you can't look at podcasting as this um, golden ticket that's going to change everything. In fact, you should, probably shouldn't look at any marketing as your golden ticket that's going to change anything. Are you going to be there? I mean, I always, I always use Tony Robbins as one of my examples. I mean, he's only been doing this for like 42 years. You know, um, because he's a household name now, but he wasn't when he first started. And that's that's how every business owner – and the other thing I tell business owners, and, and you can speak to this, is – Podcasting, you can, yes, you can reach the world, but you don't need to. You need to reach your audience. And if you're an attorney in nowhere land, Kentucky, and you reach an audience in 10 miles within your office, great podcast. Talk about your community. Talk about the things that your audience is interested in. Talk about legal. Talk about other things. Totally, it, it can go as small as you want or as large as you want. Is that because I'm sure that's a barrier that, that entrepreneurs hit? Yes. And you know, even more important than consistency, which it's important because mm -hmm. look, it, it's important. I mean, what happens if you eat a donut every day, right? If you're consistent yeah. with eating a donut every day, well, Start we all know like a donut. what's going to happen. You look like yeah. a donut. So we know that consistency is important, but in the podcasting space, and dare I say in marketing as a whole, what's even more important than consistency is differentiation. Oh yeah. And we have to know how to differentiate ourselves. So I tell people, you know, when you're considering a podcast, you know, if you're not someone coming to us for help to improve your podcast, that's not growing like you expected, right? But you're on the front end of that where you're like, I'm thinking of it, but I don't know if this is going to be worth my time. First of all, you got to have the commitment. It's a commitment to your audience. Mm -hmm. If you weren't married and you were looking for the love of your life and you were dating people and you just had one date with them and then you were like, you know what? I think this could work. I'm just going to say, well, well, just marry me. Come on, look, let's just yeah, make this happen. Let's it over. That person be like, oh, no, yeah. you're weird. I'm yeah, out. Away. Right? It's a relationship. And, and we have to remember that with our listener. And look, I don't say listeners because ultimately you're talking to one person on 100%. the other side of that. 
They are inviting you into the most intimate space that we have access to as professionals. The six inches between their ears, that's personal. Mm -hmm. That's intimate. They're taking you on their commute to work. They're taking you to their gym while they're working out. They're taking you on their dog walk, right? Dare Maybe I to the say, bathroom, like, you know. They're taking you into the shower, girl. Come on now. go there, but, you know, <laughs> it's You're right. intimate. It's personal. Right. And this is the, I mean, we know this, right? We're at, you know, even though we're all business owners and experts, we're also marketers. Yeah. And we know that the key to effective marketing is trust. Yeah. It's trust and integrity. But in order for someone to trust you, they got to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. In order for them to spend time with you, they need to know you're someone worth spending time with. So if you're a podcast, and let's say you have a podcast on marketing, and Amy Porterfield has a podcast on marketing, and y'all are both kind of sort of talking about the same topics, and there's no real clear differentiation, and your listener has to choose between those two shows, which one are they more likely to go with? The one with thousands of reviews, tons of downloads, lots of clout? Or the one that just launched that maybe has two reviews and is talking about some of the same stuff. Right. And this is why differentiation is important because if even if you're talking about the same things as Amy Porterfield, we want your listener to understand why you're different. Because I bet if you and I were to have a conversation right now, you know, you the listener and I were talking and, and you're saying, well, no, no, I, sure, I teach marketing, but it's not the same as Amy. Mm-hmm. You know, I teach, I teach how to reach your people and grow your audience, but I, I do it a little bit differently than I'd say, okay. What else makes you different? What else makes you different? What specific problems are you solving for your listener? Let's dive into that. Let's position you that way. Because it's got to be clear on the front end that you're different. Yeah. That it's not the same information. Think about if Netflix created like true crime documentaries. This is like, you know, the popular thing where it's like we see these little mini series and limited series. It's like these little true crime things. But if they're all basically the same, they're all kind of telling the same story over and over and there's no twists, there's no, uh, you know, even down to the filming, like what actually makes right. it different? The marketing, the the positioning of this documentary versus this one. Well, I've just watched one. I watched them all. Yeah. Right. That's so right. The differentiation piece is really important. And that's why that's that's why Courtney and her team are so helpful because they they think this way, which is just like how we think about books and things, right? So Courtney, um, one of my clients came to me. He's a he's a, a fractional chief financial officer mm-hmm. for attorneys. Okay, so he first came to us and and we were talking about his business and he's like, well, I help them have financial clarity and I help them do their numbers and I'm like. Uh, nobody who cares nobody cares and so we worked through to, to we you know we did our thing with him and and we repivoted his entire business rebranded his entire company now he is the net profit cfo and we said that is what your clients are after is net profit they don't care how you get there that's what they're after and it differentiated him in a sea of fractional cfos who cares Drive the bottom line, and, and and it's exactly what you're talking about. And you and once you get that brand, that message that's different from the Amy Porterfields of the world or whomever, it's easier to create a podcast, to launch it, because now you've got a hook that you always go back to, and it, it makes people want to listen to you and want to share that, that episode with other people, and that's part of the deal. Yes. And Michael, what I love about 
what you guys did for him. And for you listening right now, if you're listening to my voice, because I'm sure your brain is going, yeah, that makes sense. How do I do that? And here's how you need to do it. And you just gave a beautiful example, Mike. I want to break this down for people. By positioning him that way, you are also implying that the people he's here to serve do not have the result that he's here to help them get, which means they have a problem, right. a very real problem that he can help them solve. Absolutely. And we've heard it a million times in marketing. Oh, focus on the pain points. Focus on the pain points. Why though? Why? Because as humans, we are hardwired to avoid pain and suffering. The biggest mistake that I see people doing, and look, this is not just in podcasting. I see this across the board. You probably see this too, where people are walking around saying, here's what I help people do. I have a perfect example. I had someone just recently saying, I said, so what problems do you solve? And they said, well, I help people stand out as authorities in their space. I help them grow their sales. I help them grow their audience. And I help them learn to communicate in a way that really converts. I was like, that's great. Those are all benefits. What problems do you solve? She was like, well, I helped them. And she kind of kept going, but it was all benefits focused. It was transformation focused. And look, if your ideal listener is, is walking around right now out there looking for a podcast that you're the expert, you can solve their problem. Think of it like this. Right now, they've got a knife sticking out of their arm. And they show up to the ER and they're like, doctor, doctor, get this knife out of my arm. And the doctor's like, oh can help you with that. Imagine how good it's going to feel when that knife is gone. You'll be able to type again on your keyboard. You'll be able to throw a ball with your kids, you'll be able to walk the dogs without pain. And you're like, don't effing care. Get the knife out of my arm. <laughs> yeah. And the same is true for our listeners, for our readers, for our audience members, those in our community that we're here to serve. They're walking around right now, not saying, gosh, my life is, isn't amazing. I, I, I want to make it more amazing. They're saying, no, my life isn't amazing. I want to fix it. Gosh, this problem, that problem, you know, if only I could have more profits than my business, what am I doing wrong? Maybe our sales funnel could be converting better. Maybe we need to overhaul our website. Oh, our messaging, our messaging, right? We run down all these different rabbit holes trying to fix problems. Yeah. And this is why I struggled so many years in the early days of my business. Like I told you, you know, it was so vague. Yeah. There was no problem there that I was fixing. It was all about the transformation. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody cares about that. Fix people's uh, no. problems and they will trust you for life. Yeah. But you got to come at it from a genuine place too. That's important. You do. You do. And and um, one of the problems that I have, Courtney, is that we don't have nearly enough time to talk about all of this. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there going, okay, we're going to die. We're going to go deeper. Deep. We're going to go scuba diving. And yeah, we can't do that. Because you, what you just said is so, so, so important for, for marketing. Because once you find that answer, it helps you in all of your marketing, whether you're doing long form or short form, because you're diagnosing and you're going right at it and you're going to attract your, your audience. Now, the beautiful thing about podcasting is it does let you to it does let you reach people, as I say, on their phones now, because this is where most people are listening, right? And it's on their walks, on their commutes, in their shower, on the whatever, gardening, weekends, whatever. And it's not on the computer on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok. They're listening here. This thing's with them almost 24-7, almost. What better opportunity to show up where they are and to build that relationship and then take them where they need to go and to say, I finally found somebody who can help me that I like, I trust, I believe in. I now want to have a conversation with Courtney. If, if one of my listeners, Courtney, is saying that in their head, 
Where do they go to find you? Because we, I mean, I, I love podcasting. My audience needs to be podcasting. You, you bring a, a strategy to podcasting, which I don't hear very much about, which I love because I'm a strategist. So where can they, where do they take that next step? Just to go, okay, this sounds good. You probably have a podcast. Um, you probably have a website. What would be the next logical step? So two things. First of all, if you're that person who's toyed with the idea of launching a podcast, but you haven't, maybe you bought the mic and it's sitting on your shelf for 30 days in your office collecting <laughs> dust. You know who you are. And if you're like, you know what? Gosh, this episode has made me really think a little bit differently. Maybe I need to explore this further. Then I invite you to come check out my podcast. Just type in my name on whatever app you're listening to right now. My podcast will pop right up. All right, we dive deep there about the strategy of podcasting and the invisible elements that make it successful that very few people are talking about in the industry right now. Yeah. And if you have a podcast that isn't growing like you expected it to, and you know, even if you want to launch a podcast, but you want to do it right, I teach a workshop, usually on average about once a month. We walk people through, I literally hand you our three-part methodology that we've used to help over five dozen coaches and consultants six and seven figure business owners, learn how to launch top ranked podcasts, and more importantly, how to become the host mm. of a top ranked podcast. Yeah, And just go to podlaunch.info and get all the details on the next workshop. These are, and I want to be clear with people, this is not a pitch. Yeah, There's no pitch on this workshop. I literally hand you our methodology. If you want to go deeper with us, you know, we can hop on a call. We can talk about that. But these are the next two best steps for you to explore. Just what can a podcast do for me? Is it worth my time? If those are questions that you have, then come join me for, for one of those. That's awesome. That is so cool. Uh, and, and she said a couple of things that are just fabulous for marketing. One, Google my name, Courtney Elmer. Just Google it. You're going to find me. That's awesome. Can you say that? I mean, if somebody Googles your name and does search, can they find you? That's great. And then a, a free workshop. No sales pitch. I'm here to educate you. Podlaunch.info. I'm going to have that in the in the show notes. But those two, do you notice how much hardcore selling she did, folks? No, she's an expert. She's somebody that you want to follow. That's exactly how you should be positioning yourself. Courtney can help you do that, not just with podcasting, but in a number of ways, obviously, because she's going to help you with branding, positioning, and all of that. So reach out to her. I'll, I'll, I'm going to grab all that. We're going to have it in the show notes. Courtney, wow, this has been phenomenal. I'm coming up for, for air from the deep end. And I know we could just take a deep breath and go back down because there's so much, so much here. Hope my audience reaches out to you. Thank awesome. you. Awesome, Michael, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. It has been a blast. Thanks for doing what you're doing to help entrepreneurs get their voice out into the world. Well, thanks for listening to Experts Speak. Check out the show notes and reach out to Courtney Elmer to see how she can help you make an impact in the world through your own podcast. Take care, everybody. God bless. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.